0: The Money Wellness Podcast presented by the Finance Bar was created to dissect how our thoughts and emotions impact our financial decisions. I am your host, Marsha Barnes, and I'll provide practical prescriptions to improve the health of your finances. We'll discuss everything from incorporating financial wellness into your self-care routine, caring for aging parents, navigating the 50th. Bryce made requests and learning how to tackle financial anxiety with ease. Get ready for a financial checkup. This won't hurt one bit. This episode is sponsored by Smarty Pig, the free high yield online piggy bank. Smarty Pig is a unique savings account designed to help you save for specific goals. You can set multiple financial goals that may be funded with scheduled recurring contributions from an existing checking or savings account so you can set it and forget it. Plus, Smarty Pig helps you stay on track with a goal planner, helpful reminders, competitive interest rates, referral bonuses, and more. Smarty Pig was designed to help put you in control of your own goal planning and financial independence by helping you build a save-then-spend mentality and being rewarded for doing so. Visit SmartyPig.com to learn more and to start saving today. Hi everyone, welcome to the Money Wellness Podcast. I'm your host Marcia Barnes, and today I have a topic for you, and it's discussing finances with your family and your friends. So today we'll be discussing how to really incorporate some healthy money dialogue uh, into our relationships when we're talking about money, you know, in our personal groups of our loved ones. Again, both family and friends. Uh, Just a quick recap, if you are new to the Money Wellness Podcast, we will be providing practical prescriptions to increase the health of your finances. We talk a lot about how our emotions impact how we are out here managing um, our money. So just, you know, with this topic alone, um, what I hear often from individuals, and I'll just share that it happens with my family, also is... You know, depending on how you were raised, historically we don't we don't come from families, you know, or friendship circles where we discuss money. It's not just something that's always on the table for us. Uh, sometimes we there are family expectations that as we grow up, we didn't even know that they were gonna be expectations of us when it comes to our finances. And then we have, we're in friend circles where we have friends that just don't see the power and being prepared financially. And often this has a lot to do with age or the season that someone that someone is in. So I think that it's important that we begin to take accountability of if this is not happening in our families. If it's not happening with our friends that after you listen to the episode today, you'll have some tools that will equip you to now be the person to have these conversations in a way that may not feel toxic or it may cause um, division in your relationships. Again, both with your family members or with your friends. So just some common denominators. Let's talk about family first and unrealistic expectations. You know, lack of communication around needs or expectations from you, and sometimes this could be from well-meaning family members that don't really intend of causing you any harm, um, that leaves relationships to turn into financial obligations opposed to loving family relationships. So I'll say that again. Some of our family relationships become part of our financial obligations, and then they stray away from just simply being loving family relationships. And then there are our friendships where there are unspoken rules that we just go along to get along in groups. So maybe that could look like gift giving. It could look like, you know, traveling in, again, from a place of just expectations and not having these conversations around proper planning and as I stated before, I'm not sure if you've been there, I have been there, and I'll talk about that as well. But if not, and if you if this is not a conversation for you, pass along the information. So what are some of these behaviors when it comes to our family members? Let's just, let's start there. First, I would say that it is conflicting financial values. If you are someone that you really have, Uh, the urgency and the desire to live a life financially well, and you care about the health of your finances, but you have a family member that does not care about that, that is what I mean about different financial values. Another issue that may arise in families looks like lending money to family and never receiving it back. And oftentimes we never ask for it back. So then, you know, there's that. We never come and ask for it back. So you never get it back. So then relationships begin to simmer because now we're bitter about the situation. Another is estate planning and funeral expenses. So funeral expenses could look like you're having to jump in when someone passes away to help with funeral expenses. But then another one that we hear about often is the perception that you are the top earner in your family. So everyone asks you for money, like tag, you're it. Now let's talk about friendships for a moment. Friendships, these behaviors show up up as avoiding money discussions before making plans. And that just simply means void of having someone In your friend group that understands the importance of financial planning for outings or trips, it could mean avoid saying yes before considering the financial commitment. So you're just saying yes to everything. You're saying yes to being a part of, you know, the wedding party. You're saying yes to the vacation, saying yes to being the godparent for one of your friends, you know, when they have a child, you know, for their newborn. And we really don't understand the financial commitment that it takes. But then there's also just a lack of communication of living expenses between friends or couples that may be roommates. Some of these things are just simply off the table. You know, everyone, when it comes to our um, relationship with our family or our friends. In a previous episode, I shared uh, my parents' divorce and how I personally feel that it uprooted my life. Um, in a very specific way but then um, my dad got sick after their divorce my dad got sick with with cancer much better now but he got sick with cancer and I remember thinking to myself of how this shows up for myself and will I be expected to you know do certain things or handle certain finances uh, for my dad you know because my dad's not remarried. My mom is remarried. So my dad doesn't have, you know, a spouse now. And for the most part, that hasn't been an ask. But again, that's for the most part. Um, there's still a part of me that, uh, personally, I feel, um, an obligation to, to check in, to see, you know, how he's doing, to see if he needs help. Um, If he's in the hospital, like some of the simple things that we think hospital, like, do you have uh, pajamas? Do you have everything for you that you need for the pajamas for for the hospital stay? And I know that this seems very small, but for those that may not be in a position to give, I want us to understand that while individuals may not ask in our families, there's still a certain part of us that we know that they need help. So we just oftentimes blindly said we just blindly step in now the problem with that though is sometimes when you step in one time that means that you're the person that's gonna always be expected to jump in and that's been a part of my story and as a part of my story that I um that I still deal with. And again, I said this earlier It's not to blame. It's not to point blame, but it is to bring attention to how these conversations with our family and friends need to show up. So we're not operating from a place of expectation and we're not operating from a place of becoming bitter and our relationship with our loved ones aren't turning into financial obligations. They're remaining loving relationships. So, It's really about having healthy versus toxic dialogue, you know, with these individuals and being proactive. Proactive looks like having conversations around how family members are able to sustain themselves. What would that have looked like for me? Having a conversation with my dad. Dad, are you good financially? Dad, do you have savings um, that will will make sure that you're able to cover hospital hospital stays, things that you'll need for the hospital. Dad, do you have retirement money? Dad, if something happened to you, what happened to you and you're no longer here with us, do you have insurance? That's what it looks like having those conversations and openly sharing concerns of what those expenses may be for our loved ones and getting ahead of planning for different phases in their lives. If you're anyone like me, I don't don't know if I felt like I would always stay young or my parents would never get old, but that's something that was always in my mind is that my parents would never age, but also that they would never be faced with, you know, with a life-changing illness. So that was part of my story. So number one, just being proactive. Being reactive really means you know, having to pool money together for things. Something happens in our family and we're just out having to, everyone having to like chip in for something, you know, chip in for a medical expense, chip in for a hospital stay, chip in for travel to be able to go visit them or chip in even for funerals or to even help pay their monthly expenses. So that's really how you get ahead of it with being proactive opposed to being reactive. And this could also be challenging because you may be in relationships with your loved ones, with your family, where they're just not open to having those conversations yet. But it's also important to realize and to share with them that you're asking not to be, um, you know, invasive or to try to be in their business or to attempt to pry you're asking to try to limit any future financial risk for them, but also for yourself. And this is the same. This could also be used in your friendships as well. Friendships are a little bit different because sometimes while you may feel an obligation, you may not feel that same obligation that you have, like feeling obligated to your parents you know, or your family members, but having open dialogue with individuals me being able to sit down with my friends to say that you know here's how I'm doing financially here are some of the things that I'm working on so if we're planning trips for the upcoming year let's kind of put them out on the table right down so I can know when we're planning for these trips and where we're headed to opposed to just saying yes I'm in Every time something's asked of me, yes, I'm in for brunch on Sunday morning when I know that it's not on my list or things that's gonna move the needle for me and my finances. Having those conversations, here's your homework on having these difficult conversations so you don't have to go back to repair relationships is number one, open up the conversation. Think about how does someone get to where they are with their finances? Oftentimes when we're being asked from things from our family members or our friends. It's just because of their upbringing of how their family did things like before before you ever came along. So that's how they operate. Like open up these this conversation around how did they get to where they are, at their finances, how they think about um, their finances. Have they experienced any financial trauma when they were young? Open up the dialogue when you again, when you have a better understanding of what people are asking you for and why they're asking you it, and how they were raised to think about money, then it eases the conversation and kind of calms the water. But then also promote the importance of financial wellness to family and, fri- fam- family and friends. In your group chats, how's everyone doing? How's work going? Anybody got a promotion? Anyone changing jobs? What does that look like for your money? Everything good? So in a very lighthearted way, without being nosy, without, you know, feeling that you're just trying to pry into someone's business, opening up conversations like that with your family or your friends, help them to dig even deeper with you. If I'm someone that I'm not working right now or I've changed jobs and my income is lower, what that it sends a signal to your friends like, hmm, maybe we shouldn't be planning a whole lot of trips this year. Let's see what Marsha has going on or let's check in with her a little bit deeper. But if you don't say anything, remember, No one has um, a level of awareness of what's happening in your life. And then also welcome the facts to everyone, family and friends, that you you do live by a budget and you do enjoy managing your money for the short and the long term. I understand that many people embrace this fact, but also understand that that's where many people aspire to be. It's someone that's really committed to their money, someone that's really committed to living by a budget that does not mean deprivation. That means that they just enjoy having something around them that keeps the rails on the road for them so they don't go off the rails. That's what it really means for them. So being willing to share that information with family members, And with friends are huge. Number one, open up the conversation, swap stories about how you got to where you are with your finances, how you thought about finances growing up, who taught you some of the habits, promote the importance of your financial wellness in your group chats. Are there any birthdays coming up with cousins? Do we want to give them a gift? Any friends' birthdays coming up? We want to get together and just put in money on one gift opposed to everyone giving a gift. Do we want to embrace staycations this year because our friend group is working on their finances? We're not going out of the state and we're certainly not going out of the country. Open up the conversation. When we first started the podcast, one thing that I stressed and that I stand on is that oftentimes we feel like we have more time. We don't have more time, everyone, when it comes to getting um, a healthy outlook on our finances. So with this conversation around how to have it with your family and friends, this is it. If you are the only one in your family that open up conversations around money, then just tag, you're it. So now that you have this information, you are the person responsible for sharing it with your loved ones. And again, so that your relationships with loved ones are not moving from loving relationships to another financial obligation for you each month. And if you're someone that also before um, I'll let you go for today, if you're interested in, you know, being part of a deeper community, um, we have the Finance Bar Members Club. You can come join us over at thefinancebar.com backslash join. It is for women who are committed to their finance journeys, but they can also benefit from a more closer knit, tighter community. So until next time, chat with you soon.